Okay, we are in Sefer Jivrei Hayamim Aleph, Perek Vav, Pasuk Aleph, B'nai Levi Gershom Kahas Umarari. So yesterday in Perek Hay, we were presented with a genealogical table that purported to be the 23 Kohanim Gedolim that emanated from Aaron HaKohen all the way to Yehosadak at the end of the Bias Rishon, who himself was sent into exile in Bavel. <clears throat> we saw at the same time that there were many problems with that list in terms of omissions or duplications or just errors. But today in Vav, we are going to get a more generalized genealogical table of Levi. Um, not so specific in terms of Kohan and Gedolim, but of the Levian. So let's begin with Pasuk Aleph. As we saw yesterday, B'nai Levi, Gershom, Kahas, Umerari. You will notice that Gershom is spelt with a Mem at the end. We always had it, especially in the Torah, with a Nun. Radak says, do not worry, the two letters are interchangeable, so be it. The Elish Shmos B'nai Gershom, Livni Urshimi, those were his two sons. Uvene Kahas, Uvenei Kahas, of course, was the important one, as we saw Amram, the Yitzhar, the Chevron, the Uziel. B'nai Murari, Machli, Umushi, the Elish Mishpachos Halevi, Sehem. These were their progeny, the Gershom, Libni Beno, Yachas Beno, Zima Beno, Yoach Beno, Ezo Beno, Zerach Beno, Yehoshu Beno. Those are the children of Gershom. Bnei Kohos, Aminadav Beno, Korach Beno, Asir Beno, I'm going to hold on for a second, Elkanah Beno, Vyasa Beno, the Asir Beno, just Tachas Beno Uriel Bnei Ziyah Bnei Shaul Beno. So, this Korach is our Korach of the famous rebellion, and it would do us well to pause there. As you can see, Korach's father is um, the brother of Amram. And this formed the basis of Korach mounting a tremendously troublesome rebellion against Moshe. Korach was a cousin. Korach's anger at Moshe was triggered by really at the Mishkan when he saw that Moshe had given the kahuna Kohen Gadol to his brother Aaron, made his nephews the ministering Kohanim in the Mishkan, and that what he in effect did was concentrate both the Kohuna and the leadership. Uh, to use a vernacular, he had taken the reins of church and state in one hand. When Korah felt one, he was a Bechor, the Bechor, as we know, was taken away from the tribes and given to the Kohanim after the sin of the Ahil. And Korah just felt this was unfair. It was furious. And so when the Mephorshim tell us Korach's anger 
wasn't really against Moshe. He didn't want to be Moshe's role. He grants it to Moshe. It was Aaron that was eating him up alive. Because why should Aaron be the Kohen? His father was Yitzhar, that's Korach's father, and theirs was Amram. So Amram gets the leadership of Moshe as being the head of Israel, and Yitzhar should pass to the next brother, should get the Kohen. It should be divided. The Gemara in Sanhedrin gives us a very interesting dialogue where how predictably Korach's wife stirs him up. Um, that let me read it into the record. Issa said to Korach Amrale. Korach's wife said to him, Hi, my Kavad Moshe, see what Moshe's doing. He's arrogated the power, the wealth for himself. He himself is king. He's appointed his brother the high priest. He's appointed his brother's son's deputies of the high priest. So he asked your truma. Truma is the gift to the um, Kohanim. So when it comes in, Moses says it'll belong to the Kohanim, my nephews. Iasi Maiser, when the people come with Maiser, the tenth of their income, which the Levites usually take, Moshe says, Levites, give one tenth, which we do, of the Maser Rishon to the Kohen. And furthermore, he, she cites other abuses that Korah did, uh, that was done to Korah. So she stirs him up. In other words, Moshe's got everything concentrated in his hand. It was yours. You were the son of Isamar, the next brother. But let me ask you a question. Don't they know at this point, does B'nai Israel know that Moshe communicated directly with Hashem? They have to know. All right. So how, how could he, like, what, what theory could there be that somehow other relatives... They're going to think... I led you into this, all right. But one, Korach sees, and we're going to see in the genealogical table, that he has as a progeny Shmuel, Shmuel Hanavi, the leader of Israel. And so he says, my rebellion's got to be successful because I got Shmuel. I won. So he's under that crime. Two, again, some say this wasn't at the Mishkan, <laughs> that Korach conceived of his rebellion not at the Mishkan, but after the Maraglin, the debacle with the Maraglin. He saw for the first time Moshe was vulnerable. He was weakened. And so that might be the time to bring the rebellion. But just bear in mind, it's not Moshe he's after. It's Aaron HaKohen. And so what he does is gather together 250 men, as the Torah says, and these weren't just men, as the Torah says. These were the Nesim, they were Nussis of the tribes, um, they were Anshe Shem, uh, Kore Moe, that's the Sanhedrin. So that he gathered together 250 guys. Most of his constituency was from Ruvain which makes sense because they had just been deprived of the Bechar. They've got an axe to grind just like Korach. So Korach mounts this rebellion 
challenging Moshe. Moshe, of course, devises a praise to the Kaddish Baruch who devises a test where his Kohanim, quote, triumph over Korach's. The ground opens up, Korach is swallowed into the ground, never to be seen again. Now, what's interesting is that the sons of Korach that we've just mentioned, and there are a lot of them, who were fellow conspirators, Elkonah beno, Evyosaf beno, Asir beno, Tachas beno, Uriel beno, Uziah beno, Veshol beno, Vene Elkonah, Amushe Vachimos, all these sons of Korach, theoretically were co-conspirators, go down into the earth with him, and yet the Torah, not the Medrash, the Torah says in Parsha's Torah, Ubenei Korach Lomesu. Korach's sons did not die. How's that possible? The Medrash tells us that Korach's sons landed on a ledge right before the thing splits. It's Gehenom, but not quite down there in Gehenom. And according to the Medrash, they do tshuva, and there's a beautiful drusha in Sanhedrin Kuf Yud, where um, one of the Tanoim meets a, a Taya, a Taya is one for an arrow, that says to him, come with me, I'm going to show you something. And he takes him to the place where this was, where the ground opened in Korach. Now <coughs> lean over, put your ear over the thing and tell me what you hear. He hears the sons of Korach saying, Moshe Emes Vitoroso Emes that his Torah is Emes, and he was Emes. They had done complete tshuva, and that's why the Torah says, Ubenei Korach lo mesu. So that is, in effect, what Korach sought. He sought for himself the kahuna, because he was jipped out of it, because at least his father was the next brother of Amram. Let Amram have the leadership in his son. Let his father Yitzhak have the kahuna. And so when this was taken from him, and remember, as he points out, it was taken and given to Aaron without an election. Nobody voted for Aaron. Moshe said Aaron, and that's it. So that's, we see a very troublesome chapter in our history, and we take it from there. Um, and so you see, this is the Shmuel, Pasuk Yud Gimel, who becomes the Shofet, the Mani, the Kohen of Bnei Yisrael. He has two sons. Interestingly, the Medrash tells us Shmuel's sons go bad, but they too do tshuva, and one of them, Vashni was his name, becomes a different name, Yoel, who was one of the um, Kohanim of Bnei Yisrael, so that they do tshuva as well. Continuing with the genealogical table, B'nai Merari, Machli, Levnei B'no, Shimi B'no, Uza B'no. Shima B'no, Chagya B'no, Asya B'no. And now we come to probably the most beloved um, 
Levites there are, and that is those who led the singing in the temple and who, um, with their instruments, and who go down in history, and who, many of them, we read their Tehillim today as part of our Davni. So, one more point I would stress, because it's going to become, the Medrash tells us when they give Korach's genealogy, it stops at Levi. And the question is, why doesn't he go back to Yaakov, Levi's father? And it says that Yaakov saw what Korach was going to happen, it was going to do, and so he begged the Kaddish Baruch Hu, leave his name out of this. This becomes relevant in a minute or two. So he's limited. Do not mention his name in connection with Korah. So, apparently, David HaMelech, thinking he's going to build the temple, encounters three Mishorim, three singers of the Levites, and he is totally enamored of them. He is just captivated them. Um, and who are they? Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Ela Asher Hemid David Shir Hashem These are the ones that David set up to give Shir in the house of the Kaddish Baruch Hu after they had brought in the Aram. It doesn't happen because he does not get the permission to build by his Rishon, but he instructs Shlomo in detail that these three are to play a vital part. And so what he does is when he brings the Ark, the Aron, back from Kiryat Yerayim, where it stayed for many years, you will remember there's a tumultuous celebration that he leads. That's when he gets into trouble with Micha, his wife. But in the interim, they are playing cymbals and music, and they're dancing. Uh, and they come back uh, with David. So now, each one comes from a different family of the Leviites. B'nai Mori Machli, L'bnei B'no Shimi, B'nei Uzo B'no, Shima B'no Chagiyah, B'no Asya B'no, Ve'ele Asher Hemid David, Ayyidei Shir Beis Hashem, Mibnoach HaOrom. Interestingly, um, these Mishorsim, L'bnei Mishkan Ohel Moe in song, uh, were taken by Shlomo, Vayimdu, Mishvatav alavodasam, the Elohim dimuvneim mikol hakasi, Haman hamishara, one is Haman, ben Yoel, ben Shmuel, ben Elkanah, ben Yerocham, ben Eliel, ben Toach, ben Suf, ben Elkanah, ben Machas, ben Amashi, ben Elkanah, ben Yoel, ben Azariah, ben Safania, ben Tachas, ben Asir, ben Biasaf, ben Korach, ben Yitzar, ben Kav, ben Levi, ben Yisrael. You see that now he is linked to Yaakov. Just as Yaakov refuses to be linked with Korach, so is this man Henon, so holy and his function so important that Yaakov is mentioned as his ancestor. The Achiv Asaf. Asaf, we know there are dozens of Tehillim that say Mizmor La Asaf. 
Ba'achel ha'homeid al Yemino stands to the right of Chenon. Osaf ben Rechavia ben Shimo ben Michoel ben Basse ben Malka ben Etni ben Zeret ben Adja ben Esam ben Zama ben Shimi ben Yachas ben Yershom ben Eilevi. Uvenei Moriri achayim al Hasmol. He flies Chenon on the left. Etzon ben Kish ben Avdi ben Malok ben Chasher ben Amatzia ben Chukia ben Amatzia ben Boni ben Shoma. Kain Mechali ben Mush ben. Mari ben Levi, v'achayim ha-Levi, their brother Levim, l'chol avodas mishkan beis Elohim, served all in the mishkan, accompanying them. Again, you cannot overestimate the importance of this trio. They were beloved, they were historic, they were tzaddikim. David, thinking he was going to build a temple, designated them as the Mishorim. Failing in building the temple, Shlomo was commanded and followed that command where they served in the temple. Concludes the passage of Aaron Uvonov Maktirin al Hamizbeach Ola al Mizbach Ketores. And in there, Aaron and his sons served bringing the Ketores on the Mizbeach, Lokom Meleches HaKodesh HaKdoshim, Ulechaper al Yisrael to atone for Israel, Kachol Asher Tzibon Moshe Eved Halokim. Uh, and we say Aaron, how could Aaron be here? Aaron was centuries ago. The answer that the Malbin gives that every Kohen Gadol is called by the name Aaron. It's as if it was a generic name passed to the Kohen Gadol. That's what he was doing there. We conclude the Ela Bene Aaron, Eloza Ben Pinchas Beno, Avisha Beno, Buki Beno, Uzi Beno. We've had these names before. Zechariah Beno, Mereos Beno, Amra Beno, Achitu Beno, Sadak Beno, and Achimats Beno. Now, we know that the Levim did not get a Nachla like the other tribes because the Kaddish Baruch says, Lihem Levim, they're mine. I take care of the Levim. But the Levites get certain cities scattered throughout uh, Eretz Yisrael. And in Mirz Hashem, tomorrow, we will go over these cities, the ramifications, the boundaries, the laws. 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, you will not want to miss it. Be there on time.